Hello, Over the Thread fam! I am so stoked to announce that our first ever t-shirt is up for pre-order right now on our shop. We got to collaborate with our longtime friend and part-time co-host Bailey Stanfield of Quiet Wave to bring this idea to life, and we're really, really excited about how it turned out. The design was inspired by an inside joke nickname that we give our podcast. Um, you guys, if you've listened before, you may have heard us say, oh my gosh, this is now a yawn cast. Um, basically because we have major struggles with um, yawning mid-recording. Um, and I know what you may be thinking, is your podcast really that boring where you yawn while you're recording? Um, actually, no. Um, some of you may or may not know that this podcast is being produced during those late nights um, after Mary and I clock out of our 9 to 5 jobs and we finish all of our freelance projects, which can be quite extensive. It's a labor of love and sometimes sleep is not something we get a lot of. We wanted this tea to be an ode to our listeners and friends who were slaying their 9 to 5 jobs and then working to the late hours of the morning on those side gigs. Yawning can sometimes be a necessary evil to get where you want to go in life. So here's to the go-getters, the dreamers, the creators, the builders, the risk-takers, and those who refuse to take no for an answer. Keep doing what you love. Y'all inspire us every single day. Right now, we have a sale going on, which is 20% off your order when you use our code O-T-T-L-O-V-E. So go to www.overthethread.com shop and snag that Yoncasty. Um, because they're probably going to sell out pretty soon. So I would do that before uh, November 30th, which is our last day of the sale. All right, uh, let's get back into the episode. Bye. Welcome to Over the Thread. My name is Taylor. I am Mary, and welcome back to Hypergrowth. Hypergrowth. I'm still here. Hi, Bailey. Hey. Hey. We our pillows have grown. <laughs> no, most of your pillows have grown. Yes. So currently, uh, currently, we took a small little intermission. It's it's eleven fifty. We're getting up to go to the airport at four. So we've got to like we're leaving at four, right? Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. Is that right? yeah. Even around yes. four, four fifteen. But full day ahead of us. Um, full day. But yeah, part two of the hypergrowth conference. <laughs> I'm laughing because I can't oh, see any of you. Oh, we didn't say. Oh, so so in our intermission, Taylor's pillow uh, soundproofing <laughs> thing grew. It was started at two pillows is now four. There's three surrounding and one under her computer. I think this is a little much, Tay. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's really impressive. She's in a it's little catacomb. She's in a cave. Yeah. I'm still at the the hardy one. One I'm, solid pillow. I'm Mary's at the... two half pillows. Yep. So solid Taylor's one. Got four. <laughs> Um, but let's uh let's get right into this. Let's yeah. Right so we left off with with good old Grant Cardone. Cardone. Controversial Cardone. Car- oh, I can't speak. Controversial Cardone. Controversial yeah, Cardone. It's a good wave. Um. So after that. him, we had Mike Volpe. Mike Volpe, come on is stage. The co-founder of Lola. Uh-huh. Uh In tandem with Paul English, who spoke previously before yes. Grant. Yes. Um, his, he's the CEO as well, CEO yes. and co-founder. So he so, actually recently changed over. From yes, CMO he was the CMO. To CEO. Yeah. So no, his, his his talk was CMO to CEO. Yeah. Which I I didn't know CMO was a thing. position. Thing. Is, yeah. is it the chief marketing organization? I mean organizer. 
Oh. Chief marketing. Oh. Oh. I thought it was chief management officer, but I could. Is it? I thought he was wrong. in marketing though. Yeah, he said marketing. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. No. Oh. What does CMO <laughs> stand for? Okay. <laughs> hey. Battle of the, the Battle of the Alamo. We've got the full history of the Battle of the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Never forget. Hey Siri. What does CMO stand for? The answer is Chief Marketing Officer. Okay. Okay, marketing. That was oh. fun. I'm glad that happened. I wonder if any of the mics picked it up. In the background. The Alamo. Uh, Taylor's phone is about two and a half yards away from us. It's so funny. And it, it, it only caught half of what she said, but it heard what was the Alamo. I'm dying. Oh, oh I'm dying. I'm, glad. I'm, very, I'm, I'm genuinely glad that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we got a history lesson in there. Yeah. Uh, now yeah, I remember who was started. I don't actually, I wasn't listening. I, I was too busy now. thinking about how funny it was. Oh, so CMO. Yeah. So the CMO was a chief marketing officer, and now he's the CEO of Lola, which yes. is, what is it? It's a business flying? Uh, traveling. It's your way for traveling business travel. through business. Yeah, or mm-hmm. business travel. And my key takeaway was that he said everybody should learn the basics of accounting and finance. Yes. yes. Which, that was good. That was incredible. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's good. Um, it sounds rough. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ellie. Yeah, yeah Ellie. Help us out, no, girl. she's got her master's in accounting. Yeah. That is painful. Yes. And I'm sorry they did that to you. Yes. If you're out there. But maybe she likes it. Help. Yeah, well, I know she likes yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could like it. Though. School, though. School is not fun. I'm sure she probably didn't like that. She's working her CPA, which is mm-hmm. the next level. Which, if you, I didn't know there was a next level, now I do. Yeah. Crazy people, man. It's crazy. I mean, intense. it hurts my head. Yeah. yeah. The last math I took was trigonometry in high school. Oh, shout out. Yeah, same last with me. <laughs> and then in college, they were like, you're going to have to take a math credit. So I took one called uh, intro, no, intermediate algebra math concepts or something. It was oh. less than algebra. It was oh. like pre-algebra. Oh, so great. Oh, it's an A. That's great. That, that's, that's my speed. And that's not me. No. I can do... I can do math, uh, like, I can do addition, multiplication, subtract, like, all the simple math, I can do really fast, but that's it. Yeah. I can't do letters. Anyway, Mike Volpe, everyone, give it up. Yes. Give it up, Mike Volpe. Solid. CEO. Um, yeah, his, his also was a very short speech. Oh, he, he spoke for, what? Ten minutes. Seven to ten minutes? Yeah. yeah. It was a very quick one. It was kind of like a, hey... This happened to me recently. This is how you should treat your employees. He was well spoken. He was very, very well spoken. I can yeah. see like how he is a good speaker. Yeah. I think I they like, just plan on him doing a very short one, I like which is he, fine. Yeah, I liked what he said about um, leadership and hiring is the most important thing you can do. Yes, I think that like I forgot about that. He said, "What's the most important thing about a CEO and hiring?" Is it's hiring, and it's like. I think was it him who said like basically like not being afraid of hiring people who are like better than you almost yes like letting other people like take those jobs no that's probably in the next one um but I mean essentially it's the same like just hire good people and like I think he said even that day he had like multiple interviews with people 
And he was like, you know, like have them for coffee, like how, you know, yeah, don't, have them in a don't underestimate setting. lunch. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Don't underestimate just a lunch with somebody. Was that him? Was that? I know something. I think that was somebody. I know somebody's blind. I but basically, so. all these kind of meld together anyway. Yeah. Like they all have the same basic General. principles. Um, but yeah, hiring was I think number one for him. Uh, granted, like, I mean, we we never know. But if we're gonna be in that position but um but yeah there's a few relatable things but it was kind of more for execs yeah it was very much for ceos yeah but or people like who want to climb that ladder to get there yeah exactly and we're like well but entertaining nonetheless (laughs) exactly 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 so then then was it ali who came mm -hmm, on next a a suspicious jump yeah from a ceo to ali raisman decorated olympian one of my favorites of all time from the Olympics. Our girl. <laughs> Our girl. <laughs> it's funny. The Olympics, like, it's so funny how people change when the Olympics come on. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like a savant in gymnastics. And, like, I feel like I can judge everything. Yeah. But it's not true. <laughs> but, yeah, Allie Raisman, great. She, uh, hers was another fireside talk, st- uh, fireside talk style. Yes. Yeah. With a lady who... I feel fell a little short in her questioning. She did. Yeah. Um, subpar. Subpar. Bring well, about oh, the yawn cast. Woo. Oh, no. I still no. have not yawned yet. Thank you. I am continuing. <clears throat> you listen to my podcast know that I yawn all the time. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Allie Raisman's favorite, my favorite thing that I got from that was she said, uh, compete with yourself and not with others, which is another one of those things that's just a simple concept, but hearing yeah. it from like a somebody who you know has worked their whole life towards what they do, you're like, oh, that has more impact when you hear it from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was very intrigued and very kind of surprised on her talking about her development yes. in gymnastics. I didn't realize how much of a struggle it was for her. Yeah, she was last um, most of her, like, in most of her classes. Like, she had to retake classes because she was behind and... All the other gymnasts were like ahead of her. Yeah, but I think that also speaks to her character too. Absolutely. I that did gymnastics when I was four years old, so I was seven. I did too. No way. Yeah. I did exactly too. like what she said. It's literally like you learn how to do a cartwheel, and if you can do a cartwheel well enough, you get to learn how to do a front handspring. You get to do that well, and it's like just you just keep like climbing keep the ladder. Moving. I never got to backflip, which I still want to learn how to backflip. I'm terrified of standing back. One I did day. one one time. I think I can, yeah. And I was alone. I can do it on the trampoline. Oh yeah, trampoline is easy. But ah, I ah. did a standing backflip. Actually, I've done it twice, and I was home alone both times. And that's that, sketchy. It's super sketchy. Yeah. I landed it both times, and then I was so scared after I did, I couldn't move my leg, so I didn't try it again. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just watched a video. There's this Australian duo that I watched that they do catch and cooks, like they go and catch fish, and then cook it like on the spot in little pans and it's, it's more entertaining than it sounds i promise but <laughs> he just did a video called the 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 journey to a standing double backflip he does a standing double backflip flat ground and he does two backflips that's it's outrageous a little insane nick fry somebody else wants to go and check out nick fry he's australian he's got a fun accent he's got some language in it because when he doesn't land it he like screams but <laughs> You're pre-warned. Yon cast. Oh, sorry. Cast. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Ali she went, uh, she talked about her advocate, and what is the word, advocation? Uh, advocacy? Being in a- advocacy. She talked about her advocacy yeah. on 
the Me Too sexual movement. assault in the office place. Yes. And the way she presented that was also expert. Very well. Yeah. <clears throat> it was it was less of an attack and more of a let's band together kind of thing. Yeah. She's, also, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. She's definitely an example of a way to approach a situation properly. Yeah. Um, dumbed it down without dumbing you down, if that makes sense. Like, without yeah. saying, you're an idiot, do this. She's like, look, this is this is what you have to do, and we'll do it together. It was a very much like, here's the problem, here's a solution, let's get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I can, I mean, again, it comes down to, like, everyone it comes down to, like, a shouting match when it comes to these things. But, like, she had a very fresh um, approach, and she herself has a specific goal. And with that, people can relate to that because it's like, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel that we're trying to reach. And um, other speakers talked about this, too, about how, like, when everyone knows a goal, it's a lot more attainable to get there. Right. So when everyone's on board, like, it's it's actually in reach and it's not just some conceptual thing that is going to be like, Oh, maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll not. Um, but for her, like it's all surrounding the gymnastics world. And that is her goal is to make that specific environment free of the sexual abuse. Um, and to reprimand anyone who has been involved in that. Especially in the, um, she uh, specifically was not attacking, but targeting, um, the U S uh, Olympic, CEO of gymnastics, the gymnastics CEO, whatever. Yeah, yeah CEO. They 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 fired the CEO recently, um, and then the S. The USOC. Which yeah, is, I don't even know what that stands for, but I I've heard it. United States Olympic. Oh, I'm not even sure. Something. Olympic. Yeah, something like that. But like, basically, she's targeting people who who are she's around known, children, who are around children, but also people she's known since yeah, she was yeah. very little. And um, and she talked about the, uh, she called it gym hopping, how they would bring up an issue with one coach and he would, he'd accept the whatever and then he'd move it, move to another gym and do the same thing there, move to another gym, do the same thing there. Yeah. So basically, She's yeah. She's saying she wants to end the careers instead exactly. of just. So instead of one is being yeah. kicked down and be like, oh, I'll just move, move to them. that. And then because being banned across all sports because she had a very potent point. is like, what are stopping these coaches from switching sports yeah, also? Yeah, moving. Because, like, yeah, sure, it's like if you're in the like, say, in gymnastics world and you start getting a reputation and then you're starting to get banned. And then that's a lot easier to, uh, um, to handle in a way. I mean, they still aren't, but it's easier to. But then, yeah, if they sport hop also yeah there's still that issue um and she said something that was i don't know if you wrote it down to like verbatim but it's like if you don't do anything about it what's stopping them from doing what yeah. they do yeah mm-hmm. so i mean and that is such we're condoning it yeah like when you do nothing you condone it exactly because she said abuser will keep abusing yes um Regardless. Regardless. Like, dude or, or woman. I also like yeah. how she um, 
held like also like women accountable too because it's not just it's not just men which i think is something that can be frustrating for me it's like like it's on both sides you know it's not just guys Mm -hmm. it's like it's also women who are abusing like men and boys like that's another thing too so like her you know her whole thing was basically just like she wants to fix that culture and prevent yeah. And fix and prevent. You know, that was that's kind of her big thing is to prevent yeah. further. Not yes. Which is right. amazing. Her even talking about the basic the education training. system yeah. and how yeah. how anybody this can be a type teacher. of training exactly and in this type of training should include talks and like knowledge of like signs and like everything else. Like it's it's such a basic thing that you think that would be implemented mm-hmm. but isn't like she's but isn't exactly like she, her example is she has a friend who is like say like 18 and she just got a job working like with children at a camp basically but there's no training nothing there's no in the there's nothing or nothing in the training geared towards about that, what to look for in a abuse home exactly and i think that is a huge step forward if we start to implement that in our our systems and our our especially schooling systems and even our age level with businesses um because i mean clearly like we're i mean i don't know about like if you guys have ever taken training we technically have, so I've been through kind of sexual something like training. that. It's sexual assault training, so it's like it's good. It's good. It's good. It's great, um, but you know, you still gotta keep your eyes out and everything. And <laughs> as she says, like also to anyone out there, it's just like be respectful and keep your hands to yourself. It's yeah, she kept saying hard. that. <laughs> I love that. that. Be She's nice to people and keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. She's like, she said that really twice in both times. A bunch of people thought. It was like most of the things. Yeah, yeah. It, was, was it was. It was very good. So it was. It was very interesting how this is the one um, point of the talk where it's like she didn't necessarily relate directly relate to this conference as a whole, right? But what she did bring to the table was very useful, and um, and I think it's a. It was a good opportunity to bring these issues to the powerful people that were there attending this conference and the people who were there just listening. Yeah, um, agreed. So, I mean, I think it was... Because when, when they said she was coming, I thought she was going to talk about, like, her book. Yeah, never once and, mentioned. Never once mentioned. Yeah, and, like, kind of more business side of things just because, you know, the it's nature she of the conference. meditating in her garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Allie, tell me, what do you plant in your garden? Well, um, we oh gosh, plant so cucumbers and zucchini. <laughs> I'm really into it's like what? Meals, so like, I see it yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I love like... it. It was so sweet. It was like, okay, moderator, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a human element. You could argue. It's very true. Like, oh, she I mean, just like yeah. us. We all garden and we all have lilacs. We all have lilacs. Oh gosh, I am Allie Raisman. Oh gee. But yeah, all, overall, great, I think she was great a great addition. Because um, she was actually a last minute addition, too. I didn't know until yesterday. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a great surprise for most. Um, and yeah, I hope that a lot of what she said 
resonated with the people there. Yeah. Um, and I wish her, like, <laughs> all the best with what she's trying to do. Yes. That is, it's a path. It is definitely a path. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll see her. And then. In yeah. the next Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. Olympics is uh, soon. It's the 2020 I know, Olympics and she had, and it was so funny. They asked her. Uh, what her plans are. She's like, I don't know yet. I'm just living my life. I'm like, yes, yes. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm ready to insert myself back into that environment. I'm like, yes, yeah. practice what you preach. Yeah. She definitely does. Yeah. Definitely. So that's definitely good. does. That's really good. And then, Daddy. Daddy was Daddy? approached on the stage. Computer first. We could smell it. Com- oh my god! Computer first. That I was know. a funny scene. I just saw like a podium roll out, like, and I saw the um. Oh, what sticker is it? Is a specific sticker? The on I love I mean, something so you can tell the top left. The I love. Uh, it's not New York. Nope. No. Anyway, that was I like the beam yeah, sticker. Oh no, no, I saw the the YouTube sticker over. The, that's not the computer he uses anymore either. I, I wonder if it's just like his speaking one. It's, it's probably his travel one with like a, yeah. his his videos. So who is Daddy? Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. Yeah, y'all got to see up into it. We got to see up into it. Yeah, he actually had his lights on, so we actually got to, like, see into it. It's, like, so creepy saying this right now. But, like, we're just, like, walking down um, Broadway. And we're going to go see, go get some dollar pizza. And then Taylor all of a sudden is like, hey, look up. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden you see, like, the duct tape rolls. And like all the equipment on like the right side of the wall, and you're like, "Oh, it's That's real!" Crazy. It was crazy. That's you could see office. his posters in there. The like last time, I could only see like the window. Yeah, I I totally understand why that street is so busy. Now. Oh, it's so and how insane his office is. I so. feel so Wait, bad because it's the, uh, so bad. And skateboards everywhere. I know. Also, yeah, so that's insane. We also like hung out in his back alley. <laughs> oh yeah, so we we actually went to the museum. the smallest museum. That one since that's like right around the corner. Cor- yeah, the elevator. Yeah, that yeah. his friend put together. Okay, I'm almost um, positive the friend that did that is featured in Nice That Brothers a whole lot. Probably. probably. I think so, like most. That of sounds them. right. And I'm wondering if that's the probably. artist he talked about uh, that he was interning at. I don't think I think so. it might be because he talks about how Maybe. this is our friend Tom, and we used to make videos for his art. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing. That would be crazy. Y'all mm-hmm. need to watch them all. They're all on YouTube. Last time I tried, so they were all on there, and I watched the first two, and then they all got taken off before I could watch anymore. But they're all back mm-hmm. right now. I'll put that Oh, good. Okay. Casey okay. Neistat. Okay. Influencer. Yes, arguably his. brought us all together with his creation yeah. of his app, Beam. Circa 2015. Yeah. Which, if you go to our very first podcast, you will hear yes. that interview. Which is about. what brought us to Hyperdrive. Actually, Hyperdrive? Hyperdrive, Hyperdrive is. <laughs> <laughs> and Hyperdrive as well. I've been, I've been saying Hyperdrive a lot. Oh, that's, that's a missed opportunity. They should have done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a, it's it been a, been a day. day. Actually, Hyperdrive would sound like it's drifting away from the. It's drifting the, farther away the main. from the main. Yeah, this conversation progress. right now too. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Casey knows that. Um, yes. Anyway. His, I was oh, so happy. So, so I, it I was coming. I know, but kind of like coming into it, I was wondering how. I was really wondering how they approached him, being like, "Hey, this is a sales 
in marketing slash business. Which I feel like he was kind of surprised yeah. he was asked. Well, he kept talking yeah. about how most of his stuff was accidental. He qualified. I love the transparency, yeah. though. I mean, yeah, he was super transparent. He also kept saying, like, hey, you really need to look through the eyes of, like, a marketer. When you're looking when at you're looking at this, like a like or a lens. Like you need to have like your background put onto my content so that you can understand and get things out of it. Which was really if I don't uh, I feel like a lot of people actually have never seen him. Yeah. Because they were all like no one knew who he was. Because it was funny, like, he walked oh out on stage and then we were like, Oh my god, oh my god and then everyone else like there's like, some there's like there's a couple of cameras that came up. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it was kind of like a nice little polite, like, clap. And he's like, yeah. It was, I, it's Are you so asleep? weird. Like, it's I think so, he was expecting everyone to be, like, yeah. normal. It's so you know? weird because, well, and, and this was, like, not a, like, super, super, super young person conference. Um, but it's weird because I think he's so used to, like, you were saying, like, he's so used to, like, like universities and, yeah, and, and like, and it being a little nutso. Yeah. And, and more creative. It was very quiet. The whole crowd didn't cheer much oh this but that was like that was that's just the crowd for the entire yeah well no that's what i'm saying yeah the whole crowd in it as a whole super quiet there was no response yeah. to the speakers but it was yeah i think it was just like i mean granted we're all kind yes. of hot and dying but also well, like i think just the, the the type of people that were there yeah um are more of like a sit there and really analyze and yeah um also, I think that they were questioning why he was there, which we were I think all, at like, the end they were like, oh, you this don't is great. But at the beginning, they were like, who yeah, is Yeah, that's yeah. You're like, who is this guy? But I mean, even through the idea of him just telling his story yeah. brought so many good points through yeah. example. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, like, he never, he didn't have anything really like A and B. It was more of like, oh. I did this commercial, this is what happened and what came out of it. I got from A to B, but I didn't have these written out in the PowerPoint. Like, it was a very, like, here's my story, sift through yeah. it, find the key points. And it was, like, critical thinking. It was very critical thinking, but in a very good way. Mm-hmm. A very he- example. It was just a big, sped-up timeline with examples. He played bike yeah. lanes. Which is like so good. I I was hoping he would play the iPod one because that one's also really good. Yeah. Um. Then he played the Make It Count Nike video, and then he played the he closed it off, which was interesting to me. He closed it off with the um one where he went to the Philippines. I think that those were all because they had to do with marketing. Marketing. It was marketing, but it was also like I think he's also trying to. Yeah, I think he also had an. I don't see like another agenda, but like kind of being like, he has a room full of marketers, and marketers who, with their brand, know. Like I I feel like it was kind of a. And I think he wanted to push everyone to be like, "Hey, trust people who come." I was gonna say push them to legitimacy, like. Oh yeah! Like, look, I at least know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's that, but then yeah. also, like, he's, like, I think trying to advocate for other careers, too, being, like, if someone approaches you, don't give them the full budget, but give them a chance, yeah. you know? He's, like, open, like, also, like, don't stop always doing the norm, you know? Yeah, 
very much yeah. into doing what you do. Yeah, exactly. And like, don't be afraid to take a chance on a kid. Or yes. Um, and doing something outside the box is so cool. And and yeah, I think he also just gave great examples on like how that type of creativity can really push a brand. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not traditional thinking. Exactly. For us, like that's like a no-brainer because that's we're creative. And I'm trying. I was trying to put myself in like someone's, someone's shoes who a have never seen Casey before, and who, you know, sitting down watching this these wacky videos, <laughs> must be crazy. And then just realizing like, oh my god, like he did so much for these huge brands. Yeah. With this simple little with video, nobody. Yeah. With no, no yeah, with or well. You know, and no budget from him. Like he got the budget from them, and right. that taking the budget yeah. and running with it, which is never heard of. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it was just a really cool. I think it was a really cool setting to see him in. Yeah, because it was challenging. I think for him, I think he was challenged. It was the first time I've seen him kind of not nervous, but like he seemed like. Unsure if he should, if he should. Well, be he there. would drop like the little jokes that he would do, like in his videos and stuff like that. And, and he like, knew people he started like, getting like really... consistent giggles, so yeah. like, he knew he was like on the right track. Like yeah. he knew how to test an audience. Yeah, that's the thing. He knew how to like really hone in on like the type of crowd he was holding, and like mm-hmm. he was able to like relate right. in a way and like make sure that his stuff was relatable. Um, right. Which is, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He ended it with saying, and to wrap up this video, and then he's like, oh, actually, whatever conference, wrap this up. I thought that was funny. Yeah, this uh, This talk. talk, uh, Yeah, I'm going to show you this video. Wrap up this video. That was Casey next time. We talk about him forever. We talk. I know. Yeah, and we have. We have. We have. Um, Again, check out our very, very, very first episode. I really want to check that out again myself. I know, right? I feel like so much has changed just between yeah. now and We've now grown now so much, with guys. Because I don't want to say we were harsh. But we oh, that's right. Because we were talking. Yeah. We were it was a, it was a rough you were harsh on him. Oh, I love him. He's the reason I did, I did daily vlog. But it was like, it was like, tough yeah. Love. Yeah. But it was like a disappointment was over yeah. instead of an. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh. Anyway. Anyway, Casey and I said, love Casey and I said. Um, then. There was George Foreman the third. Fun fact Ooh, about grill. George Foreman, um, he's the son of twelve to no, yeah, son of twelve to George Foreman the original, with the grill and boxing and whatnot. He has there's five Georges in the family, George Junior through George the sixth, and then there's a sister named uh, Georgette. So there's that going for him. So, like, when they called him to dinner, did they just... Like, hey, George, do they call him numbers? They just like call him four? Or four. one through... Or, yeah. It's fun, like... Whatever. Any, uh, maybe they go by their middle name. I don't know. Is he four? He's, he's the he third. The third. He's the okay. third. But there's... He... I, I thought that George Foreman was George Foreman Jr., his dad. But yeah. George Foreman Jr. is another one in the family. Imagine not being the famous George Foreman. There's really only two. There's, so, there's way too many George Too many George Foreman. But yeah, so we saw his, the George we saw was also yeah. a boxer too. He or, was a, 
just like a pretty much an amateur boxer. Um, but he was a boxer, nevertheless. Yeah, um, I think they're pro- promo- they, they they pushed his sixteen zero record. So I think he, I mean he was in he was in the pros, pros for yeah. a while. But uh, like a bunch of but ended up giving that up for his gym. Yeah, I thought that his was a weird fit as well in this conference. Yeah, yeah. his I I can see how it can relate, but his is very it just it, it felt, it felt like bad for his gym. Yeah, it, yeah, he was he was very but he was um, great to listen. Agenda yeah. heavy, but at the same time, he really did talk about um, it was more mental. Yeah. Yeah. attitude toward like your work yeah you can yeah see. he was like some of those things were faith versus fear courage versus yeah. comfort it was it was kind of very just like generalized because yeah. i've definitely like, heard that through sports speak yeah speech. it's a more it was yeah, a motivational motiv- yeah. speech um nonetheless but like i mean it's, there's i think it was takeaways but it's not it's not takeaways we've never yeah. heard before yeah they're all pretty um, like they're very cliche. basic which is like, um, I mean, you know, it's not his like story that. was really yeah. cool. Cool story. Really cool his story. Training regimen um, with the like running the ten miles yeah. in the boots. Yeah, that was very rocky. Yeah. Him. But um, <laughs> but seriously, like, I mean, it it was kind of, like you said, it was like a weird fit. But I'm not yeah. mad. Yeah. I was. I'm glad that he came on. He was very entertaining. He was very very, um, like I said, motivational. Yeah. Like, I won't go work out when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, I'll go put on my boots yeah, and for ten yeah. miles and like make sure my feet are bleeding everywhere. You got the blisters so. to go ahead and get started. I already got yeah, I already got started this weekend. So um so yeah, I mean again his wasn't very long. Just either. very just motivational um, speaker. He did have the thing there's an opponent and sometimes the opponent is you. That's a good one. Yes. Another yes. basic concept. Are you just hearing it again kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And go to his gym. Everybody fights. Shout out everybody fights gym, or uh, everybody fights box. I can't remember. Oh, I think it's just called everybody fights. Anyway, I don't. That's what it felt like as an ad. But it was. It was yeah. motivational. Yeah. It was a bit of an ad. It was fine. Yeah. What's so the then after this, how many speakers? Do we have? Three more. Yeah. Three more. There was Molly Graham. We can go. Hers was very fast. With Hers was very so much quick. information in it. Yeah. She had the nine things I wish people told me before 2008. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mary? Um, that might have been the one where it's like right in the afternoon and you start kind yeah. of dozing because you're hot and everything. Like, yeah. I think she was right before dinner. Yeah. I mean, Which is like, shit. it was a bummer because like she had a good message, but again, hers was very generalized. It was. It was something it was that so you've never, fast. Like, you, you, also, you kind of also her, heard it before. Yeah. She wasn't as eloquent as I thought she was going to be. I didn't. Was very, what was like, her position? Nonchalant. All they wrote down was Google, like fa- she was Google a, Quip and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. She worked with well, like Zuckerberg and stuff. Like, well, that's the that's the point. Refined. I think is that she, her whole thing was like give up your job, often, and move on, and that's what she did. So like I think right now she's a consultant for Drift. Maybe. Um, and but she's also I forget what else she's doing, but she I know she's helping Drift right now. Um, but I think she helps like manage business. Like mm. she goes in and she kind of sees what's going on and tells them what to do. Got it. 
I mean, that's what I got from like what she's kind of talking about. Yeah, she's very confident. Yeah, she seems like a guru. Yeah. yeah, she seems like a guru. Like she goes in, she finds a problem, yeah. she fixes it, and she leaves. Right. So she's a very fast-paced job-moving person. It sounds like because she was with Facebook when they first started, um, and that was only for a couple months after quit. they got off the ground, and then she quit. Which like, I'm all not right. Really cool. No, it was when, before they went. Public. Oh yeah, she quit right before they. Yeah. Yeah. So she was there for a little bit. Yeah, and then she moved on, but it was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it's interesting. Isn't it like the only job you should have is to learn more? Huh? There's a quote that she said that was like... I have the quote, uh, what you know today is less important than what you can learn tomorrow. There, yeah, there's that, and it's like the only job... Oh, you, oh, hold you, on. Your only job is to learn and grow as fast as you can. There you go. The only constant change. The only constant is change. Whatever is working today is likely to break in six months. That's right. There you go. And I think that was a big big takeaway. Yeah. Um. I have another one where she said this kind of later on. She says, "What are some things you need to do before you are thirty? Um. And she said, "says like self awareness is invaluable. Um. So number one, figure out what you love doing." Number two, um, find out why you or why <laughs> find out what you are extraordinary at, mm-hmm. and then number three, um, figure out what you're just not good at, and yeah. what's something that someone should not pay you to do. Yeah, and that's also the she said your first. That's like the job lineup too. Like your first job is finding out what you like. Second one is finding out what you're good at, and third one is what you're yes. not good at. Mm. So. It's interesting, especially, like, coming from, like, I think our perspective of our age and, like, where we're at. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I've only had one job. Right. Um, but, again, it's, like, it's true. It's, like, I'm figuring out what I like. Yeah, you can still figure out what you like even if you only have one job. Exactly. So, it's it's really cool to see that and, like, kind of be, like, have some confirmation in that mm-hmm. almost. Be, like, you know... Like, I mean, it's probably not, that's not necessarily, like, a set path. But don't like, be discouraged, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's like, always don't be new afraid to move on. Just around the corner. Exactly. Don't right. be afraid to move on and try new things and fail. Um, she also so. emphasized that she was the lunch one. She said, uh, don't downplay getting lunch with your coworkers. Because she said, get to know the yes. people you work with. That's yes. I 100% agree yes, with that. It makes working um, so much easier. My, it, it's very true, and it's, I mean, I can say firsthand, like, my office, or some, there's some of my, my best friends yeah. right now. See, and that's great. Um, and we're all so close. Like, we, we have lunch together every single day. We have, like, a fantasy football league together. Like, it's, like, one of those things where we see each other outside of the office a lot. Um, and it makes working with each other a lot easier. I feel like it's more you get better work done too when you work with people you like. It's very true. And I mean, if I can relate a lot of this just to like my company too, just like because I, I was like trying to compare like my work setting with a lot of things they were saying, and um, even coming down to um, my our head boss, not our GM, but our director for marketing um her biggest thing is hiring 
like we do have it's not a high turnover rate in ours but it's definitely like a lot of these positions are springboard um positions but like her biggest thing is the people that she hires and the one thing that she said to us is that what if you get the interview we know you're qualified it's it's like if you fit in that's all we're looking for so it's like it's really cool to see that like how like i've seen that at my level but how big of a concept that is um and so going back to like get to know your coworkers like really, it's really invaluable. Do try to it's yeah it's very invaluable and it makes it the work environment so much com- more comfortable and um and like what you said Bailey is like you can get your work done <laughs> a lot better too yeah. um, because you actually enjoy the people that you're working with yeah you're enjoying your environment you're enjoying your Just work makes it, yeah it's more palatable. When you enjoyed exactly. what you're doing. Exactly. And that was Molly Graham. We ended up talking more about her than I thought. She was yeah. good. I mean, it just she, was she crammed good. so much that she didn't get to elaborate on much. Yeah, that was Her overarching uh, example was Legos for like the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was good. But again, all these speakers, like kind of going on that like the all these speakers did a very good job about bringing it down to an understandable level with the examples and the way that they were talking um which they could easily have started using like all of like uh what like keywords and things that if you didn't study business business you're like i have no idea that vocabulary like cool bye (laughs) They, but none of them really did use any like trigger words or, um, like, the ones that you can really isolate groups, which was really nice. So, yes. The Legos just remind me of that, and I really appreciate what these speakers did for us because I'm definitely not really a part. I'm a part of this world. I mean, because the job, like the job I have right now and everything, I'm part of a marketing team. But at the same time, I didn't study it. I never really thought I would be in it, so. Yes. Yeah, I think that they did. Like, if you didn't know anything, you would still understand what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that went into Barney Waters, right? Waters um, is the K-Swiss brand president, which is an interesting title. I would assume that's the same thing as the CMO, from my understanding of what a CMO is now. Chief Management Officer... Yeah. Marketing. Marketing. Oh, marketing. marketing. Um, Sorry. Here we go. Favorite thing. Let's see. I wrote down some uh, Oh, um, act like a doctor, not a parent. I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a weird... If you hear that, it's kind of weird. Do you want to explain it? Um, well, I was going to say giving context for K-Swiss and that whole presentation oh, yeah. was basically K-Swiss... Well, first of all, A, hello, K-Swiss. I haven't seen you in five years. Um, it's been a minute. Um, so basically they were trying to reinvent, sort of like reinvent their shoe. Um, and, and with that, it's taking a hard look at their brand and figuring out what's, how can they, what was it? Like, how can they stand out amongst the rest, essentially? So some of the, like, the things that I wrote down was, um, one of the quotes he used was, if you can try... If you try to stand for everything, you end up standing for nothing. Which, um, that came from cool. a quote 
Alexander, Alexander Hamilton said, stand for nothing, fall for everything. I feel like that's probably similar. Got to be similar. But it's good. Yeah. It makes total that sense. Good. Um, and he made the mention of basically like he kind of gave this like breakdown of like how to tangibly reinvent your business. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, you know, he has this little fill in the blank and it's basically your brand is the only blank at something. Um, and so like at K-Swiss, they had to kind of reimagine their brand in order to stand out against like Adidas, Nike, like all those different ones. And so the first thing is like to be a specialist. So um, for example, K-Swiss, they're like, well, we're like, what is something that we're really like, we hone our skills in? Like, what is something that we specialize in that not everyone else does? And for them, it was, they were a tennis brand. It was so interesting the way you broke it down. Because uh, yeah. the imagery that I used, he was like, uh, up at the top, it would say K-Swiss is a blank. And then it would have the logos that they compete with. So it was like K-Swiss is a sports brand. And then it would have like Nike, Adidas. Lacoste, all these like it was like ten different brands. Then it would be like Nike is a tennis brand. It would have like the seven or eight tennis brands. Then it was Nike is the what is what was the word uh, when it's old? It was the old heritage. heritage yeah, uh, K Swiss is a heritage brand or heritage tennis brand, and it broke it down to three. And it said heritage is the only American heritage brand, and that broke it down to them being the only one. So it was like honing truly into what you are the only of i thought that was interesting yeah. i had literally never thought of that no it's really interesting so they really just break it down um and then he also goes on to say that when you're trying to relaunch this company or, or whatever or maybe not even you just your first time launching it is to pair a market trend with something that you're releasing um, in some way, shape, or form, or it's the way that you release it. So for them, they knew that the white, the white sneaker was something that was in in 2018. So they utilized kind of the popularity of like the resurgence of the Adidas, you know, white shoe, black stripe. I don't know what the official name of that is. Sam Smiths, I think. Stan oh, Smiths. Okay. It's Stan Smith. Maybe. The ones with the green in the back, but, but like white shoes. Yeah. So they noticed that, and they were like, okay, so that's a thing, but, like, how can ours, like, echo that? But it's going to be different in the ways that we differentiated it just recently. Um, yeah. And and then he says, like, what does your brand stand for today? So if you can't be first, be different, which most likely you're not going to be the first to do this or that. So if you're not the first, then how can you be different and, like, how does your brand stand out? Um, and for K-Swiss, they, besides the things we kind of mentioned, is they also ask the question of what is their muse? And for them, they realized that all the other brands were, you know, um, celebrity endorsed, um, you know, active lifestyle endorsed, um, you know, professional um, basketball players, whatever, rappers. Um, any in between and they didn't want to compete with those people because they can't it's just all gonna look the same so instead they targeted the entrepreneur um and of course you know they did partner with some big people 
um, Gary Vanderchuk being the main guy um, and also inspiration behind their several yeah, shoes. Three. three different yeah. shoes. For, no, four. Three. Maybe. They're three. releasing Yeah, they're releasing They're a releasing fourth. a fourth. But, so their target was entrepreneurs, which I think is so incredibly different and cool. And since we're all entrepreneurs, um, I think it's really awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he, you know, turned it on its head and was like, well, who do we want to embody? Who do we want to attract? And the answer was entrepreneur. And so, therefore, they went and they got entrepreneurs. Um so I thought that was really cool. Um, so then their brand purpose, which is something that's also important to figure out, is um, to outfit and inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of a kind of a cool a cool thought. Yes. Um, he also brought up the principle of contrast, which is finding out competitors' strengths and then how they can like mirror those strengths but also like change them yeah um he also gives the example of don't fight goliath at his game find the slingshots which is kind of a cool a cool visual um you know basically it's like well we're not gonna but it's another exactly like just with all the other brands they work they um compete with um admit when something isn't working which i think is Easier said than done. Um, pick a fight you can win. Um, so obviously don't try and be like the best shoe in the world um, if you're a shoe brand. You know, try and figure out how can we be like the best. This was pricing. They were they were priced the same as Adidas. Yeah. And they're like, why aren't we selling? Oh, because Adidas is the same price. So they just price down and they put them in like their own category of pricing between like in that price. I don't know. They were like the same, the only one in that price range kind of deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I have on here. He was great. He was surprising. Yeah, he was surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, then they closed it out with Jocko Willink, Jocko. who I had, I, awesome. I followed his podcast. I probably have only listened to one of them, but then he's been guested on numerous that I've heard, and they've all been terrific. So I've really known him as the guest speaker, which that's what I was assuming today would be like, but today was more... He focused on like the army tactics and how that can yeah. be related into marketing and business and brand. Right. Really, his didn't really have to do with marketing. Now that I think about it, no, no, it was all dealing with your employees, kind of, and yeah. workplace health. That's true. Yeah, his was actually really moving too. Um, he kind of just told his story about when he was deployed and the missions that he was on. Um, <laughs> um, and, I mean, toward the end, that's kind of when he went bullet point for bullet point of, like, you do this and you do that um, to get this result and that result. Um, very uh, Navy drill sergeant dude. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean... If anything, just his experience and him sharing it with us was just, I mean, I was just honored just to sit there and listen. Um, It was very intense. (laughs) But again, he also had a very real life example of 
teamwork. I think that was the biggest thing for him was teamwork. Yeah. Um, Working as a whole unit instead of individuals. Exactly. And how to bring that into your own work office and your own team. Um, And that is invaluable, I think, too. Um, He has a book called Extreme Ownership, and that was kind of his overarching thing. Is it overarching or overarching? Overarching. Overarching. Um, Basically, in like a simple term, it's it's kind of like he was saying, out humble the next person, um, like in a way, like don't ever take blame. Almost, I mean, not no, not ever. Try to take as much blame. In a, that's a bad way to say it. How would you explain that? The explain owner. I mean, just like take ownership over your mistakes, even attitude attitude and mindset so having no excuses with no one else to blame so that's like that could mean like you taking the blame yourself um you know he he gave the example of like when he was at or when they had a failed mission and um you know one of the guys was just pointing fingers at everybody when you're you know told that like you did the wrong thing you're automatically going to be defensive and it's not going to end well and you lose like Kind of that chemistry with the group. Exactly. You get nowhere with that, and you're going to keep failing because the miscommunication is still going to happen because everyone's still going to point fingers. Right. Um, The other side of that, though, is when one person starts to take responsibility, and especially if it's from a leader, then the idea is that that will trickle down to other people and, and kind of back up the thing and... The, the situation where um, the same example, he kind of turned around. He said it could go either two ways. And so the other way is that um, the leader starts taking the blame for things, but then everyone else comes back and says, no, sorry, sir, like that was my fault. That's where I was saying it's like well, a competition to see who can take the most blame. Yeah, but it's also a way to work through things and make sure yeah, things Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's a mutual understanding. Yeah, and exactly. And you eventually just figure out what was wrong because everybody's yeah. trying to communicate how they can be better his whole thing a unit will work is if everyone understands yes. the goal. yeah i like that um which was huge mm-hmm. and that is so so relatable <laughs> and so many different levels um and and i mean it was his life but his life is a great example of all of these points that he drilled into yes. us today quite literally yes. <laughs> literally um which was amazing it was again it was like an honor just to be there yeah. <laughs> in front of him um you kind of close with those last steps with the the cover and move make things simple prioritize and execute and decentralize the command uh-huh. which kind of the whole thing the whole thing uh yeah i mean kind of what you were saying i i liked what he said about simplifying the mission um so making it's basically like you need to communicate a plan that is simple clear and concise i think that really relates to a lot of businesses because i think sometimes we can get so caught up in the comp the complexities of our business that we're trying to build and we're like well we have to make sure that this works like this because you know these things are really important to like hone in on and blah 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 and we forget that we're trying to just, you know, build this business that sells shoes. 
or whatever it is. Like, instead, we're worrying about, like, how, like, blog post SEO is going to drive sales. And it's like, no, like, that's good. But, like, we also need to figure out, like, very simple things of, like, we're trying to sell shoes. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. You're saying if your team doesn't understand, then they won't execute because, I mean, it's just, it's not possible. If they don't understand, how are they going to do a good job? So it's on you to make sure that everybody's on the same page up front. Right. Yeah, that's the goal of, like, a leader is, like, you need to make sure that the goal is clear and communication is clear and that, you know, people, I mean, people need to understand. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to do their best work. Exactly. And it's and that's that's on the leader. Yeah. As much as you want to point fingers on them being like incompetent, like why didn't you do that? It's you gotta. They, they couldn't because they you weren't almost, equipped. You have to like almost like he was saying is like take the blame for the issues yeah. that happen, and then like once you take the blame, like you said, also it's like other environment people that people want to take the blame. And, yeah, other people be like, well, you know what? That was actually my fault because I'm in charge of you know, the website or whatever, and I should have really been checking this, this, and that, and, like, you know, like, people, like, step in. They're not going to let you take the blame for everything, but it's, like, something that I think all leaders should do is, like, if there's some sort of issue that happens, you know, some sort of mistake that happens, I think part of that is due to the leadership. There was a lack of leadership or whatever, and it's nice to acknowledge, like, hey, I think, you know, I, I might have messed up. Like, I should have probably done some better things. You know, it wasn't, like, all your fault, but you're still taking some ownership of your mistakes. Yes. Yeah. It all revolves around constructive criticism. Yeah. And being able to critique everyone in yourself to just to get to, like, a common ground to fix a problem. Yeah. And grow from it. So. Yep. Work as a unit and things will go smooth. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Here we go. And hyper growth. Then we went mm-hmm. to a VIP party mm-hmm. on a little boat mm-hmm. and met Catalin and Berlin and Sue. The trio. Yeah. yeah. The trio. Good times. It was awesome. Open bar was Open great. Open bar was great. Yeah. They had some really Free nice food. food, surf and turf. And turf. Mm-hmm. And yep. surf. And some cheese. And, and foosball. foosball. That's foosball. how we met Catalin. Yeah. Shout out to Catalin. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you're listening to this. Listening. If he's listening, if you're listening, you should um, tweet at us at over the thread and at Bayfield Four. Hashtag shameless punk. I messaged him on on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey man, I'd love to talk further. Nice. He's probably like asleep right now. (laughs) Like we should be. True. Like we should be. Twelve forty-five. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Update is now twelve forty-six. We've been recording for two hours. Out here grinding. When in person, you gotta. Pump them out, you know? True. Like, when are we going to be able true. to do this in person? Next now? time we go to a podcasting uh, convention, which is on the horizon. I'd love to go to one. Uh, yes. yes. I'm going to yes. do research, guys. LMK. Yes. And try to get a... Uh, we got to do it. Try to get a discount for that, too. I'm going to try and get a discount, guys. I will. I might be able to, like, negotiate something where we we have some sort of... We insert ourselves because we're podcast people. I don't know. It's such a, I'll figure it out. It's still such a new market. It's got to be... It's, Even though there are is. huge people, most of the huge people are already huge. So it's like the small market podcasting is fresh. Yeah. 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 We'll yes, figure we will. Out, hey, Anchor, if you're listening, because I don't know if you listen, but you're subscribed to us. So maybe 
Um, you should read my latest email to you. Conference. <laughs> conference. Let's let's make guys. Let's, let's do it. Let's guys. have an anchor conference. Let's do it. That'd be the coolest. So um, awesome. We'll um, intern. Be... I can guarantee. Yes, we can hand we'll out speak. lanyards. We'll do whatever. <laughs> hang we'll, do we'll, hand we'll out speak lanyards. and hand out and lanyards. Do all right. Uh, and we'll also use a um, t-shirt guy. That was so. I got two day. t-shirts. Yes. I have a thing where I oh. catch shirts. Oh, that's right. Cause you I catch shirts, like, although they were both teeny oh, tiny. Oh, is yeah. the other one teeny tiny? Also, two teeny tiny. And then we, well, yeah, we come to find out that uh, Mary found a booth where they were giving them away for free. And stickers. <laughs> She's a cool kid. Life hacks. Life hacks. Anyway. Conference life hacks. Well, Bailey, yeah. thank you so much Great. for being on. And yes. so excited that we actually know. And thanks for coming out and saying yes to my crazy idea of let's do Boston randomly in the middle I said of September. It, I said yes because I knew if I waited too long, I would say no. So I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. say yes. <laughs> I, yeah. That's another testament, was guys. It, worth it was definitely it. worth it. Say yes. Because I, I yes if you're like me and you tend to get anxious when you think too hard, then say yes and then work the details out. The one, two, three, muscles. The one, two, three. What's that? Whenever you have, you're, you just like want to do something or need to do something, you just do one, two, three, and you just do it. Yeah. Huh. Kind of like jumping off a. Yeah, it's like jumping off a cliff. Yeah, you can't like. <laughs> do you jump off yeah. cliffs often? Well, like, like yeah, I know, I guess. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> into water. Like, That's too far. I'm gonna be. Oh, I've gotten stuck before. I've been like. Crap. You wait too you, like, long. You're like, no, I'm gonna die. I probably yeah. shouldn't. Like, one, two, three, go. And then we go. Oh my God, we go again. And then like, I was oh, like, I know for sure if I wait happen. a day, I'll convince myself to not go. And then it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So like literally, like if you see me, young cast, <laughs> do a, do anything, young cast, do anything crazy, you know I'm counting my head like right before I do it. So it's <laughs> one, two, three, go. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I know it was so fun. Granted yeah. that we have to wake up and leaving in two and a half hours. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, we have two and a half hours to leave and. Oh my god, we're leaving in three hours. I know. Part of me is like, uh, do I even sleep? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, probably. We need to hold each other accountable. That's oh true. yeah, seriously. Yeah. Ooh. Sleep on the plane. My, my plane ride's yeah. so short. And yeah. I drove my car to the airport, so I'm driving home. No. That. I was supposed to, and my dad's like, So, it's $35 to Uber one way from my house, but it's okay. $12 a day to park. So it's, oh. it's yeah, so much like cheaper. Too. It's worse than Yeah. Anyway, you got to hear that. I'm excited. That's all we got. <clears throat> Do something nice, somebody peace out. That's my outro. Bye. 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 Welcome to Over the Thread. <laughs> My name's Taylor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all. Um, and, and good night. Sorry, I had to 